um, they became icons of resilience and uh, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first of all, Islam changed uh, the structure of society. It made both men and women important, essential members of society, making them responsible for, um, their, uh, for the society as a whole. And their sacrifices and their achievements were acknowledged, regardless of their gender. Um, there is no male supremacist system in Islam. And Islam recognizes the righteous men and righteous women. Um, the heroines of our faith are women who recognized reality. So these are the women who, if you think about it, uh, reality in English is more of a material thing, things that you can touch. Um, reality in Islam it relates to haq, which transcends materialism. Um, it's, it's something which is beyond material. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is also al-haq. So these are the women who actually, through their um, actions and language, they articulated a very different worldview where they understood the purpose of life, they understood um, that there's a need to, uh, to realize who your creator is before you, got, uh, before you died, and they understood why you were created. Um, their actions uh, had to be, uh, their actions highlighted that they would submit just to one God, and they showed how to practically do that, um, and what it means to be a productive member of society, to adhere to the social rules, and they used worship to transcend into the realm of spiritual world. So um, the first person that I would like to um, talk about today is um, a woman who perfected her faith. Um, she was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to talk about al-akhirah and justice. Um, we all know that the, in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there is an example for those who believe in the wife of the Pharaoh in Asia. Um, and she enjoyed the luxuries of this world. But that is not the reason why she's selected to, um, as a woman who completed her faith. Um, she was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show what it means to give your life for haq, for the truth, for reality. And also to show what a direct relationship means between a person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, she did save Musa salam's life. But that is not the reason for her superiority among women. It was her generous nature and her merciful nature that allowed, um, that enabled Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to select her. But she, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, compares her character with the wives of Lut salam and Nuh salam, um, and show that despite being wives of prophets who had perfected their faith, these two ladies um, failed to die as believers. So um, Allah records her dua in the Quran as well. And um, her dua shows how she articulated her worldview. It shows her reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it must have been extremely hard for Musa salam to lose such a strong pillar. But it also shows that her um, sacrifice, it shows that um, Iman is an individual struggle and that nobody can help you in your journey um, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She gained courage from the uh, sacrifice um, and the strength of the hairdresser um, of the daughter of Pharaoh. Um, we learn from the Prophet when he went on the night of ascension that he could smell the scent of the hairdresser and he inquired who she was. 
And um, it's strange that her faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, she was willing to give her life for haq. And that actually gave um, Asiya salam, the strength to come out in front of Pharaoh and declare that she believed in one God as well and that she is not going to submit to Pharaoh. Um, for me, these two women, they are example of strength of character, security in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, they show that how, what it looks like if you have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la ilaha illallah, and who to call to when you have nobody else to call to. So the, if you look at the hairdresser's example, she had no su support in this world, and she relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only request that she made was that her, the bones of herself and her, her children were collected in one cloth, and she gave her life for the truth. Um, so they realized al-haq, they realized the reality of this world and the absolute and ultimate reality that makes every other reality non-existent. Um, so similarly, um, another example we can find is in Maryam um, And for her we see that she shows that belief is part of nature. Human beings by nature are believers. Um, she was uh, a human as a believer, and she was naturally inclined towards worship. So she devoted her youth to remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is where she gained her strength from. That enabled her to face all sorts of challenges in this world. Uh, she was also an extremely modest person, and an example of devotion and modesty both for men and women. The Quran says that she excelled in it. Um, and through her example, we also see the limitation of intellect. Um, we are not able to understand reality as it is. So she shows to us that what human beings might perceive as good might not always be good. And what we perceive as evil might not always be evil. And so she understood what it means to see the reality of life. And through her duas, she, uh, she enabled us to understand that if you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything, Allah will give it to you. In fact, she um, teaches her uncle, Zakaria alayhi who is a prophet, to ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he will give you whatever you ask for. Allah honored her um, and dedicated a whole surah after her. So these women, they um, made themselves secure through their iman. They anchored their faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khadija ta'ala anu, for instance, is the first to accept Islam. She is also one of the four women who perfected her religion. And um, the amazing thing about Khadija ta'ala anu is that she perfected her religion before any of the injunctions that we take um, that, that were revealed, for instance, prayers and fasting. So the question is, um, she was called Al-Tahira even before she got uh, married to the Prophet So the question is, how did she perfect her religion before, say, prayers and fasting were even enjoined upon us? And the thing is that she had two qualities. First of all, she invested in da'wah. And the second is that she was extremely generous to the poor. So these are two characters that, characteristics that any one of us can adopt. Um, she taught us something that the Prophet ﷺ later um, talked about, that if you find someone with good character and good religion, you marry that person, regardless of their age, regardless of their status. 
Um, and we see in her character when she comforts the Prophet when he himself is unsure about reality. After the first revelation, he doesn't know what reality is anymore and he comes to her running. She comforts him and she says, never by Allah, Allah will not disgrace you. So you see her wisdom and her knowledge um, influenced and comforted the Prophet and her loyalty and her commitment to uh, the cause of Islam gives strength to our religion. Uh, these qualities were independent of Islam. They were independent of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and they were acknowledged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent his salam to Khatija They were acknowledged by the Prophet who praised her all the time. They were acknowledged by Jibreel who asked the Prophet to convey his salam to Khatija And the final uh, woman who perfected her uh, faith was Fatima Again, the daughter of Khatija. Um, we see the time that she spent with Khadija Anu influenced her in such a way that she adopted a lot of morals and character from Khadija Anu. She was called a Zahra, the splendid one, and because of her loving nature, she was called Um Abiha, the mother of her father. Um, she also gave us the gift, uh, through her we got the gift of Tasbih, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. And she was an extremely generous person like her mom, and she shows us what it means to be the queen of Jannah. She was a perfect example of modesty as well. In fact, just before her death, she requested that she should be buried in the evening so nobody could see the form of her body. Our next heroines, they provide a deep understanding of what it means to be loyal, what it means to develop a connection and revelation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, first of all, we see Um Ayman. She had a unique connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with the Prophet, peace be upon him. Um, she was the first to uh, see the Prophet when he was born. And um, she was called Ummi the Ummi by a Prophet, which means my mother after my mother. Um, but that is not the reason why I'm discussing her today. She was a really old woman and she migrated for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of Islam. And when she migrated, um, she was really tired, and the Prophet came to her and asked her how she was doing. And her words were so profound. She said, I'm well, O Messenger of Allah, as long as Islam is. So that shows her connection, her devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to our deen, and her connection to Islam. Um, she had selfless devotion. Um, she did not leave the Prophet's side ever. Um, and the Prophet said that she was blessed. She, he said, Um Ayman, you're blessed. Surely you have a place in paradise. And knowing that she had a place in paradise, yet she kept on with her devotion. She kept on with the way um, just to uh, build a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, after the death of the Prophet Umar ta'ala anu and um, uh, Abu Bakr ta'ala anu, they went to visit her. And they all started crying, and they saw that she was crying as well. And she said, she's not crying because she's missing the Prophet but she's crying because revelation has ceased to come from the heavens. And that shows her connection with revelation. And by that virtue, we understand that all of us can have that connection. We all have the Quran in our hands. And we know that the Quran is a rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we can build that connection. When we're reading the Quran, one end of the rope is in our hands, and the other is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hand. Um, being a woman of Jannah, she shows us that we can also enter Jannah through two gates. Through the gate of Zikr, because Quran is also Zikr, and through the gates of Iman, having firm belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, our next heroine is one of my favorite ones, because 
learning about her was the most enlightening uh, journey of my life. Um, this is Aisha Ritala Ano, and the, her, as you know, the name means complete as well. Um, if you look at the Quran, it is a criterion to judge what is correct or true in the books, in the other books. If you look at the Prophet's character, that is the criterion for how a Muslim should behave. And if you look at Aisha Radala, she is truly the, the criterion for seeing um, the worship, knowledge, and community help uh, in a lady. Um, she stood for Islam's stance that a woman is not defined by her, by her reproductive capacity. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created women who are unable to give birth, but they are complete. They are scholars, and they are an asset to society. Also, she created this awareness of our potential, what we are capable of, um, and how to measure our own self and our own contributions. Her curiosity for religion um, and her perfectionist nature enabled us to understand a lot about our deen and a lot about sunnah. Her trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so valuable to Allah that he revealed 10 ayahs in her defense in Surah Nun, um, and which was also a mercy to mankind that allowed us to understand how we should behave. And her quest for knowledge and perfection was independent of the Prophet It was independent of um, uh, it was independent of the prophet, it was independent of religion. Um, she mastered time management. So she dedicated her time for community, for worship, as well as for um, uh, knowledge. And she uncovered the most private conversations between herself and the prophet so that we could learn how to live our lives. An interesting thing about Aisha Talano is that she stood up against ingratitude. She was extremely grateful. She was grateful for language, and so she became the best orator. She was grateful for Quran. She memorized the Quran, and she taught it. She was grateful for the Prophet, so she became a, a scholar of Hadith, and she narrates 2,210 ahadith. And she was grateful for her husband, and so she learned medicine. Um, Urwa relates that he once went to Aisha Ratala Anu and he asked her, he said, I'm not amazed that you are an expert in lineage um, and in history and in poetry because of your father, Abu Bakr. I'm not amazed that you are an expert in fiqh, in hadith, and in Quran because you're the wife of the Prophet. But what amazes me is how on earth do you know medicine? And she narrates that it was the love of the Prophet towards the end of his life when he was getting sick, she would go to the people and she would ask them different remedies and she would memorize them. And then she would practice it on the Prophet in order to um, uh, cure it for him. So Aisha Tala Anu, she uh, taught us that men and women are not there to compete with each other in, and that there is no antagonism between men and women in Islam. Men and women complement each other. One stands for Rahmah and the other stands for justice. And together, they built the ummah. Together, they built a society. So there's no competition. Instead, they complement each other. Um, she also helps us understand that Islam acknowledges unique qualities, your individualism. And it does not force you to, to change yourself. It allows you to follow your nature. And therefore, to force someone against their will to become outspoken, or to ask someone to quiet down who is outspoken would be zulm. Um, 
Aisha also shows us that sacrifice comes in different forms. She sacrificed her spot next to the Prophet's grave for Umar Dalana, which shows a huge heart. And she also shows us that we need to stay away from ghafla. She strove to stay away from heedlessness, from ghafla, by um, indulging into fasting, in zikr, by praying continuously, giving charity. Um, and she created awareness for that. And for the youth, she created awareness, and she allowed us to understand the importance of choices. She was widowed at a very, very young age, but she did not become ungrateful. Instead, she became a role model for us. She became a scholar, an orator, a jurist, um, an abida, worshiper, and she maintained her modesty at the same time. Aishwarya proved that our minds are always hungry and they're always learning. And so through her example, we learn what it means to strive and become worthy of Jannah, because men and women both have the potential to do that. Um, the Prophet told us that du'as are extremely important and that three types of du'as will never be rejected that of a parent for the child, that of a traveler, and that of someone who is fasting. He also told us that dua is an ibadah. And we know from the Quran that Allah says, call upon me and I will respond. So now I'd like to highlight some of the legendary women who changed lives and even the course of history. The Quran and Sunnah acknowledge mothers and instills pride in being named after mothers, which was an alien concept before. The greatest good a woman can do is not just for the ummah, but for the humanity, is to raise good human beings. The fruit in her womb is a responsibility that she is answerable for. So we don't know the name of the mother of Imam Bukhari, but we know that she was a woman of karama, that she was connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever she asked for, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to her. And through the story of Imam Bukhari, you find out that as an infant, he lost his sight. He became blind. And Imam Bukhari was born an orphan. So this was a woman who had lost her husband, but not lost hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She spent nights making dua um, and asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to restore his eyesight. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't just restore it, he gave him an eyesight that was unmatched by anybody else. Imagine the persistence of her dua gave the ability to see to Imam Bukhari. We owe the entire legacy of Imam Bukhari to the dua of his mom, who worked, who worked on her Sadkai Jariya uh, project, and she took her son to hundreds of scholars, from Bukhara to Khurasan, um, by the time he was 16 years old. His sight was not enough for her. She supported him financially, physically, emotionally, to make him the Imam Bukhari that we know today. Um, because you realized that utilizing your senses to the best of your ability is something that each and every Muslim has to do. She was an extremely responsible mother who realized the mercy is in your womb and that children are a path to Jannah. Um, she committed her youth uh, for her Sadkai Jariya and she traveled to Hajj as well to fulfill her religious obligations. I feel that she was personification of Surah Al-Asr because she valued time. She believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She had righteous deeds. She was guiding to the truth, and she was guiding to patience. Um, Fatma bin Ubaidullah, she was a great worshiper. Um, Imam Hajar tells us about her and says she was busy worshiping all the time. She had a vision for her orphan son. Um, she focused on making her son's education unique 
without knowing that her son would actually become the greatest scholar of fiqh, Imam Shafi. But she tried her level best. She traveled to Mecca from Gaza because she understood the importance of environment in a child's life and for her child's education. Um, she couldn't afford the tuition fee, so she negotiated a place with the mu'allim so that the, so the Imam um, Shafi could sit in the, in the madrasa. She taught Imam Shafi commitment, discipline, and ibadah, and she gave him the tool to, um, no, uh, tools of knowledge and of other. She taught her son to disregard gender complexities. And you see that Imam Shafi had many female scholars um, as his teachers, including Nafisa, the granddaughter of Al-Hassan. Safiya bint Maimuna uh, was the mother of Imam Ahmad. And what's fascinating about her was that she was not a very knowledgeable lady. But she surpassed everyone in her adab. She was the best of muaddibs. And she dedicated her life to facilitate her orphan son, again an orphan, a single mother. She enabled her son to be recognized for his morals before his knowledge. And she supported his quest for knowledge despite financial hardships. Um, Western medicine confirms that testosterone levels, they cause aggressive tendencies. But these mothers manage to temper the effects of those hormones by their good upbringing, which is a lot for us to learn. These women understood the awesome task and responsibility of being in human relationships, both as families and as societies. So if you look at the heroines of Islam, they were basically the building blocks of society. Um, Islamic heroines did not use their sexuality as a weapon to bargain with. These heroines contributed to society without selling themselves, without hiding behind male pen names, and they displayed a wide spectrum of abilities. If you look at the example of Hafsa bin Sirin, she was more knowledgeable than Hassan al-Basri and even her brother Muhammad bin Sirin. Um, she has a very interesting family history and uh, she narrates from Anas ibn Malik. Lubaba bin Tharith, um, she was the wife of, of Al-Abbas and she used to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Al-Abbas to become a Muslim and to abandon riba, years before riba was made haram. Um, it is her son Ibn Abbas um, Abdullah ibn Abbas, from whom we get the fiqh of Qiyamul Layl, and her son again, Al-Fadl, from him we get the hadith of Hajj. Khansa bin Khaddam, another lady who was an example of creating awareness of marriage contract um, about the validity of nikah. Atika, the second wife of Umar bin, uh, the second uh, caliph's wife, Umar bin Al-Khattab's wife, she was an example of dedication and praying. Um, she would go to the mosque regularly. And um, Umar Mara defended the Prophet from, um, uh, throughout in battles because she was an expert in archery. So our heroines, they contributed both to the public sphere and the private sphere. We see that our heroines um, in Islam, they displayed the ability to understand, uh, memorize, recall, and elaborate on religious matters um, and worldly matters. And that demonstrates their intelligence, something we would call the intelligence IQ today. Uh, the intelligence quotient today, IQ. Um, they were curious. They had a sense of wonder to continuously explore and to learn an important kind of intelligence, which is called the curiosity quotient. Um, they were responsible. They were honest. They were considerate individuals who were able to recognize their own emotions and empathize with others, which shows high emotional quotient. They were social. They were concerned with the welfare of the society, and they built networks 
that demonstrates their social intelligence, which corresponds to high social quotient. And what's fascinating is that they successfully made it through hardships in their life without losing hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which in our contemporary world is a very valuable skill to learn. They developed all of these through their faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they displayed high adversity quotient. So in a nutshell, the heroines of our faith teach us that we need to work on ourselves and that we are able to do whatever we feel like regardless of our circumstances because these, these women, they manage to um, overcome all obstacles um, and turn them into opportunities. So what next? First of all, each one of us has to identify our potential um, and the power that you have. Next, we take control with submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We learned that dua is a huge tool that Allah has given to us. So make dua. Third, develop ambitions and ownership for your actions. So look for ways in which you can contribute to your growth and um, that of the society and take responsibility for that. Um, show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to his creations. And be mindful of all the blessings that he has given you. And lastly, Choose your company wisely. Surround yourself with people who are righteous, who have diverse um, thinking, and they aim to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Jazakallah khairan for being here. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.